Hi, we are the Fancy Football Fanatics. My name is Duncan, and this week I'm joined by Matt in London and Ben in LA. Welcome, guys. Let's kick off with our football moments. We're about halfway through double game week 26, and I think, Ben, you probably want to talk about the big game of the game week so far, don't you? Yeah, the big game. Two massive teams. Uh, The points really mattered in this game. Uh, I'm, of course, talking about West Brom versus Brighton, uh, not not any other stupid game like Chelsea Man United. Uh, yeah, my football highlight was, I mean, a lot happened in that game. The most irking one was the free kick uh, where Lee Mason was, I've never seen a piece of refereeing that bad in a long time, where <laughs> Lewis Dunk asked him if he can take the free kick early. He says yes and blows his whistles. <laughs> and then he blows it again. I don't know why. I don't know why he blew it the second time. Um, Lewis Dunk puts it in. Uh, and then there's this massive VR, VAR review that took forever trying to pinpoint the time in which Lee Mason blew his whistle for the second time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they determined he blew it before the ball hit the back of the net. So he had to disallow it. Did they draw lines, draw lines on his face as he was blowing? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. Just pure Premier League refereeing incompetence. I actually don't know why he blew it the second time. I think because the goalkeeper wasn't ready. But I assume the point of taking a free kick early is the goalkeeper doesn't have to be ready. I, I don't know what's wrong with me. This was obviously the biggest game of the weekend. Why did I not watch it? I'm glad you did, Ben. Are you saying that Lewis Dunk scored a free kick? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He scored one against Liverpool like that. Do you remember last season? He was like, can I take it early? And then he like drilled it into the net. As uh, is, he, is he David Luiz, but with accuracy? I think so. He's a sneaky one. Well, I mean, it helps if the keeper's on his post, uh, like trying to line up a wall uh, as he hits it. Yeah, that would help, definitely. I mean, David Luiz hasn't scored a free kick in over 10 years, right? <laughs> but he, has he, he scored has, a free kick? He has the confidence, though, that he's going to bury it every time he stands over it. I mean, if, if you've seen David Luiz score a free, free kick, get in touch with us on Twitter, because I would, be, I would love to see that. I've seen him hit so many for Chelsea and Arsenal, and he just keeps doing it. Um, my, my, oh, yeah, I, um, and the, the other highlight from the game was obviously Brian missed two penalties, which, uh, I mean, bad luck for them. <laughs> trying, to, trying to catch up Fulham with missed pens. And losing 1-0. Two penalties yeah. would really have helped out there. Losing 1-0 um, to Sam Paradise, yeah. Pretty brutal. Yeah, and having to watch his post-match interview and he's, yeah, grinning like a Cheshire cat. My football moment this week is... Um, Tuchel and his trolling, his continued trolling of Callum Hudson-Odoi. So he plays him in a game and, you know, he brings him in from the cold, wasn't getting much game time under Lampard. He's like, okay, this is my guy. I'm going to play him at win back. Plays pretty well. And then he subs him as a substitute, I think. Or he subs him, subs him before half time in a game. Then comes out in the press and is like, I don't like his attitude. He was totally off off the board and, and basically just like gives him huge dressing down publicly, then plays him starting 
against Atletico Madrid and then plays him again and hauls him off at half-time against Man United. I don't think Callum Hudson-Odoi knows whether he's coming or going. And I think Tuchel is basically turning into Mourinho and Callum Hudson-Odoi is, is Luke Shaw in his eyes. Or he's, he's, he's read Mourinho's book and it says somewhere, you know, just pick someone and just mess with them. Yeah. And just totally mess with their mind and no one else will fuck with you. Basically. The younger and more vulnerable they, that person is, the better. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, perfect. And build them up in the press and then break them down. Build them up and break them down. <laughs> <laughs> so our thoughts go out to Callum hudson Adoy. Matt, what was your football moment? Um... Mine was like a, a bit of a sliding doors moment, which is it's it's part fantasy and part sort of uh, just just normal normal football, and it was the uh, the end of the Man City game and uh, uh, West Ham really should have drawn that match at the very least. Like they seemed to have the better chances and uh, had played pretty well. Um, anyway, they swing a the ball in, classic Moyes, uh, win the header. Suchek goes running on and it just misses what would have been the equaliser to to knock Man City off their amazing run. Uh, Suchek, obviously, my little... Diff- well, he's differential for me now. Um, in my bench boost team, would have been... Looked like a genius pick to have held on to uh, had he scored a 90th-minute equaliser against uh, Man City. But uh, it was not to be. It never happened. So it's sort of... What could have been? I could have been a genius sat here, all smugly like a Cheshire cat, like a Samuel Dice Cheshire cat uh, with a Suchek on my bench. But of course, I uh, I sit with two points on my bench, and and Man City just romp onto the title in in quite uh, boring fashion. Speaking yeah. of uh, speaking of smug, you've had Sushek for a long time, right? And we, did we both have him at the start of the season? Yeah, I think so. I've had him from the start, and I've got a lot of holes from Sushek, and you've got a lot of bench points. Because, you? Uh, yeah, it it just. You know when it like um, it plays with your mind so much that you you sort of you just don't know anymore like what to do. Um, I should I should sell the problem away, but I've uh, it's sort of the, 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 that even the plane of your mind like no, but if I if I keep him, then eventually he'll score for me, right? <laughs> I mean he's doing really well. That's this what they don't want me, me of, to do. <laughs> reminds me of so many seasons when you're like sticking with a player and sticking with him and sticking to him, his values falling and. Ah, uh, yeah. I get rid of him, Matt. Well, I mean, but he plays in 29. Um, so it was one of those... Oh, God, you can't. You're locked why, in. Yeah. <laughs> why do a four-point hit for a guy who's playing 29? Like, it's very true. And that's one of the um, talking points we'll come on to later, how we're setting up our teams for 29 and what teams to target. Um, should we have a look at our game weeks? Ben, I think you're top of the pile at the moment. Um, so, yeah, like I said, we're halfway through, but how's it going so far? Yeah, pretty well. So the the moves I made this week, I, I had always planned to bench boost. Um, so I actually took a minus eight to get my bench boost team. Uh, the two easy ones were Danny Ings, who miserably flopped in that double for Harry Kane. I, I knew I wanted Kane. Um, and then Grealish injured. Uh, I got in for Lookman. He was basically the cheapest option I could find uh, where I kind of liked his double game week um, for the and potential. And then the third transfer was the one that I was a bit on the fence on was uh, 
Kufal to Konza um, because they knew Kufal played in blank game, uh, blank game week 29. So I wasn't sure about it. Um, but I did see he had like City, then he has Man United, Arsenal, Leeds. I thought, oh, that's a pretty tough run. Um, and I thought Villa could do pretty well um, clean sheet wise. Um, and Konza did pretty well for me. So yeah, those were my uh, transfers. Uh, currently, I am on 77 points with a minus eight, so 69. Uh, that takes me uh, from 20,000th to 10,000th. Hey. So getting really close to breaking 10,000. Um, and yeah, I think the halls of my team, that Villa clean sheet was so tasty. Got Martinez, oh. Honza. Uh, Stones and Diaz both scored. I've read a stat that Stones and Diaz have scored more goals than they've conceded together as a partnership, which tells you how ridiculously good Mad City are. Uh, Kane, captain. I, I held on to Son, who got 11 points. Um, bench boost, not so hot. I mean, I got Ariola clean sheet. Uh, and then Lookman, three points. But Loughton got zero. Mitchell didn't play, unfortunately. So I'm trying to I'm trying to think about what would be a good bench boost score. Maybe over 15, 20 points, I think would be good. Maybe I'll hit that. I'm currently I on think, I think like a decent bench boost is 15 to 20 points. Yeah. What do you reckon? Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, if you if you assume they all get, I don't know, twos as a standard, uh, then that would give you eight points. Uh and so yeah. Double that, and you're doing pretty well, I'd say. Yeah, so, um, I mean, only halfway through the game week, but I'm feeling pretty good. I think Kane captain, unfortunately, didn't get any bonus, but um, hopefully he can keep keep scoring. Yeah, and you still got Calvert-Lewin to go as well, so it's looking pretty good. Oh, yeah, DCL, yeah, held on to it. I saw some. Didn't someone captain him this week? Matt, oh yeah, that's a, <laughs> good, a good segue, Matt. How are you going with your, your DCL captain? Yeah. yeah. So, I, as as Ben says, everything's going right. He does every little choice, and it, it seems to be paying off. Um, I'm the 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 yang to that ying, I'd say. Uh, so, I. I did do I did do Kane um, for Mings. So that that's that's done pretty well so far. Um, I also did an eight point hit. I uh, took out Grealish and went Barnes, who is like the big form pick, um, and he got injured before the sixty minute mark. Uh, so that hasn't really worked out, and uh, that's a bit of a bummer, especially because I spent most of the week trying to um and ah between him or Son um, and who to go for. Uh, and decided, oh no, I forgot Kane, let's not overload on Tottenham. And Barnes is on better form. Leicester are scoring more goals. Tottenham might not score many. They scored four today. Uh, yeah, anyway, I, I talked myself out of Son and talked myself into Barnes, and that's not come off. And uh, I went Dinia as well um, for Kufau. So I don't know on that one yet. That, he hasn't played. So I've gone big on the Everton. Uh, so Dinia and I've won Calvert-Lewin captain because I thought they... Uh, I think, well, I still believe at the moment they've got two good fixtures. Southampton look like injury ravaged and hopefully uh, ripe for a few goals there. And, um, well, West Brom 
should have conceded three against Brighton. So uh, hopefully uh, those guys will save my game week. But the signs so far aren't so great with my bench boost, which I'm also playing. Uh, Su- Suchek didn't anything. Bamford's blanked uh, and Pope got thrashed. So, uh, well, Pope and Loughton both got thrashed. So uh, not looking too great so far. I'll be... I'd be pleased if I get 10 off my bench boost, 10 points off my bench boost. And I think it's all down to what Calvert-Lewin does, because I guess relative to you guys, he's my differential captain this week. Nice. Um, I'm on, I think, 69, one of the minus four this week. Um, I very, very similar moves to both of you. Kane in, took out Ings for the same reasons you said, yeah. Southampton injury ravaged and Ings just not looking brilliant at the moment. I brought in Lookman just like Ben for Grealish, um, which is delicious because, as I've said a few times, my strategy pretty much is just try and match my teams for Ben's and then I can stay within touch. How did you know I was going to bring in Lookman in? The problem is for you, Ben, once I've made my team so similar to yours, the moves almost make themselves yeah. similar from that point. You're kind of like, well, I've got to get rid of him to bring in him, and the money works like this. So yeah. you can't escape me, Ben. I'm, I'm your limpet. <laughs> I'm just going to follow you until the end of the season. Then I'm going to play my bench boost, and I will pip you by one point. That would be delicious. That's not going to happen because you've got a triple captain left, but we'll see. I, I didn't bench boost this week. I guess this is this is an interesting one because you guys are both bench boosted with a minus eight each, and I I had players like uh, Walton, who's like third or fourth keeper for Brighton, Dawson and Kufal on my bench away to Man City and Bamford, and I was like, I need to get rid of Grealish. I wanted to bring in Kane, so any more hits on my bench, I thought it wasn't worth it. But to be honest, I don't know about an eight point hit on the bench boost. That still feels like like you're draining your bench boost points. Um, especially if you don't have all double game weekers on your bench. Um, but we'll see because uh, Ben has a lot of players left to play and Matt has a couple left as well. So um, I'm going to save my bench boost maybe for like game week 30 or 31 once I wildcard because I'm going to then get out my team in 29. My hit, because I had two transfers, my hit was to get rid of Ben Mee and bring in Matt Target from Villa. So, like Ben, I was really, really uh, breathing a sigh of relief when I saw that Leeds had lost 1-0 to Villa because I've got Martinez. I doubled up with Target for a hit. Target got a yellow card, but still, he goes and now plays Sheffield United away, and that's that's hopefully a clean sheet there. Um, Watkins came in for me as well uh, last week. And he got an assist, which is pretty lucky, to be honest. But, um, yeah, decent. So I brought in Lookman probably for the same reasons as Ben, because he plays two in this week. He plays in 29. And his fixtures between those two fixtures are awful. So I think it's like Man City and Liverpool or something like that. And I just don't want a benching headache. I'll go back to 3-4-3, stick Lookman on the bench, and no more bench points. Um, yeah. So I think that's that's us halfway through. Um, should we have a look at the listeners' league, Ben, and see how things are getting on uh, at this point? Yeah. So this is halfway through the double game week, but um, 
Morten Leongbo is still our leader. He did a minus eight uh, and triple captain Salah, which is interesting. Hasn't paid off yet, but um, only halfway through the Sheffield United game. So who knows? He's on 52 points. Dagging is Stenhaug is still second. He is on 57 with a hit. He also used triple captain, but used it on Kane. Um, I'm currently in third place, up from fourth. Uh, Ricard Weston uh, drops to fourth with Mad Dog Earthy. He triple captain Kane uh, with, and is on 63 points uh, with a minus eight. And then the big mover so far is Eric Toft with Raising Canes up from ninth to fifth with 62 points, uh, triple captain Kane. So a lot of Kane triple captains makes me wonder if I missed a trick there, but uh, we'll see. Um, and then the top scorer this week currently with a massive 84 points with a hit is Disciples of HC, Hans Christian Fossheim, uh, bench boosted with Kane as captain, uh, has Martinez, Diaz, Rudiger, Shaw, all got uh, clean sheet points has Son, has De Bruyne, who got eight points, Captain Kane, has Watkins, um, and had Konza on the bench with his bench boost. So that's our top scorer this week. And Gary misses out by just a point at the moment. He's got 83 with a minus four. Yeah, honourable shout out to Gary. Um, His Chelsea double defence with Aspie and Rudiger coming through. Oh, and he triple captain. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My rival is there. Yeah. Oh dear. Putting some points into me to this week. So it is. It is not your season at the moment, Matt. Need. Uh, I need. Yeah. Well, li- listeners probably uh, will be listening to this after the Everton game, but we'll. Uh, yeah. I'm hoping for that hat trick. <laughs> well, it can definitely happen. Yeah. Um, it, it's going to be a blank. We know it's going to be a blank. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a blank. <laughs> um, okay, so our talking points this week, because it's a bit of a come down after such a big double game week. Um, but what's next on the horizon is blank game week 29. So we're going to look through the teams that play in 29, think about the players that we want for those those fixtures, and also which one of them have decent fixtures in 27 and 28 because people might have to start loading up a bit earlier so they can get enough in their teams of field, you know, maybe at least eight or nine players. Um, so we'll look at that. Then after that, we're going to look at post-29. So we're all thinking about playing our wild card in game week 30 because we're dead-ending our teams in 29 and then wildcarding out of it. And so who, who are the teams post-29 that we need to be thinking about for the kind of end-of-season run. So first up, looking at um, Game Week 29, we've got Newcastle, uh, we've got Brighton, we've got Villa, we've got Tottenham, Arsenal, Leeds, West Ham and Fulham. Um, Ben, I'm going to come to you first. Which of those do you like the most? Yeah, it's a tricky one. I think most most teams uh, will have the Kane and Son combo going in. So I I like the idea of maybe guessing a third Tottenham player, maybe a defender like 
Reguillon, who I think got nine points a day within a uh, ten points a day with the system bonus. Um, I kind of like Arsenal, not because West Ham is a good fixture, but um, post twenty nine after Liverpool, they they play Sheffield United, Fulham, Everton, Newcastle, West Brom. That's quite a nice run. I think Arsenal's best player is Saka. Um, but he was injured today, so um, do you know if that's a bad injury, Dunk? I didn't realise he was injured, to be honest. I thought they were resting him, because there was talk oh. about resting him after the Benfica game. Okay. Well, if he's just rested, I think Saka's a good option. Um, I think a triple-up on Leeds might be nice, especially if you're wildcarding in 30, because you can kind of dead-end your team, because post-30 Leeds have... Um, They've Sheffield United, Man City, Liverpool, Man United, Brighton, Tottenham. So um, I still don't have Rafinha. I think I'll definitely have Rafinha in by that point. Um, Brighton, Newcastle, does it seem that interesting to me, unfortunately? I'm bad defensively, like a Lewis Dunk kind of, you know, defence for mm. Brighton has been pretty strong recently and Newcastle aren't the great shakes up front. Yeah, I think that's, that's a decent shout, Lewis Dunk. Um, and then like any leftover Fulham players like Ariola, Lockman, I think are good options to just play this week. I, I should probably work out if I, are you guys trying to plan to get 11 players out that week or who would be fine with nine or 10? Um, I mean, I think I'd be fine with nine or 10. I don't think it's going to be uh, a high scoring week, uh, even for those of 11, uh, well, as in a high differential score, like they get so much more than everyone else because, as you, I think, as you say, like everyone's going to have you'd have thought the big Tottenham assets. Uh, they'll have a smattering of Villa, uh, and then they might have some some of the Leeds guys, Bamford, Rafina, and then I think the rest. Yeah, there's good ones to pick, um, but I'd, I'd be surprised if any of them really got massive scores. Um, you'd have to go pretty differential, something like a Lacazette or a Bamiyang, I think, to a to stand a chance of getting a big, a big uh, bank rise. Probably worth it, right? Doing that. I mean, if you're going to be getting rid of players like Salah or Fernandez that don't play, I mean, annoying to lose the value you have on them if you're buying them back in your wild card. But you could look at the big hitter in your team, maybe in midfield for a Bamiyang that doesn't isn't going to lose you the most value. You can buy back the cheapest, and yeah, take a bit of a punt because you're right, Matt. I think if you're filling up on those. There's Brighton centre backs and you know Leeds goalkeepers and it's not the same as buying someone like Aubameyang who has blown hot and cold all season but now seems to be getting his kind of rhythm back. So I think that's a good shout. I hadn't even thought of Aubameyang and I agree with Ben that West Ham isn't a brilliant fixture but he's that kind of player. He's on penalties and he can get a brace. He could get you know something big. So yeah, I like that. What about yeah. um, what about another big hitter, Bale, um, for Spurs? Ben was saying triple up and maybe go Reguilón, but if Bale cements his place in the team between now and twenty eight, then I think he'd definitely be worth a, a punt as well. I think if I picked Bale, I'd pick him like in game week twenty nine rather than he's he's so injury prone. Uh, yeah. The fact he's just broke into the team, I wouldn't pick him now, hoping he'll be fit by game week 29 because, yeah, 
two two more games he could uh, he could crack in. That's true. Yeah. The, the other name I'll throw in there is uh, as a differential is Jesse Lingard. Mm. I think he, I think he normally scores against Arsenal because I, I always remember him scoring and dancing around and pissing off all the Arsenal fans. So he's <laughs> he's in a really good uh, stretch of form as well. So he might be a, a cheeky differential shout as well. What about the fixtures leading up to also oh, Matt, are you gonna shout another one? Well, yeah, so I think uh Antonio we've not mentioned. Uh, I don't know if it's differential because he's quite a popular player, but he's uh he's definitely quite popular and he seems to be getting back his goal scoring touch just after I've sold him. So uh he, he's looking pretty good. Um and uh what was the other one I had? Uh, come back to me, sorry. There's quite a few striking options, weirdly enough. You know, there's Kane, Watkins, um, Antonio. Suchek. <laughs> Suchek. <laughs> um, Was that Antonio. your one? Suchek's going to come good, right? Just stick with him. Just stick with him for all those blanks. Uh, he's, surely. He's so annoying, Matt, for you, because he isn't a player you can predict his form. He is a player that doing what you're doing where you just play him and hope, pretty much. Yeah. All those blanks will be yeah. worth it when he gets me that brace that he got with you but didn't get me a few weeks ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, what about 27 and 28? So who of those teams who play in 29 have decent fixtures? I'm looking at Newcastle, top of the pile, West Brom away, Villa at home, and then Brighton away in 29. I mean, Newcastle, pretty bad, right? Would you consider... Dropping one of your, I don't know, maybe uh, Chelsea, Man City defenders to bring in a new Newcastle defender? Probably not. I'm guessing Ben, should we move straight on from that? <laughs> There's no way. Also, in their last game, which I actually watched a, po- a bit of it, um, it was a decent ga- game against Wolves. They looked quite promising, but then Sam Maximan got injured, who was their best player. Almiron, who was like their second best player, got injured. So they also have a bit of crisis as well um, but yeah I think leading up to 29 I think the Leeds fixtures uh, no, Leeds fixtures are pretty tough maybe the Brighton fixtures are okay because Leicester are pretty injury ravaged and then Southampton as well but yeah I, yeah. I quite like the Villa fixtures defensively like, I know they're missing Grealish at the moment, but Wolves at home, Newcastle away. That's why probably I'm thinking you went for Consta and I went for Target as a double up with Martinez. Yeah. I quite like that if people are looking, especially Consta, like 4.6. I'm kind of kicking myself I didn't check that. Um, I, wasn't he worth more at the start of the season? And now, now maybe his value's dropped. But um, yeah, I just, I brought in Target. And Tottenham also, like, Palace at home, Arsenal away. If you're looking at um, players like Kane and even Son against Arsenal, quite enjoys that fixture. Then Villa away in 29. I think Tottenham attacking looked pretty good, I would say. I'd say building up your Tottenham triple, which I think we're saying most people might want to do, is maybe the ones to do in the, the meantime before you think about some hits and to get a, as much as a full team as possible in 29 out. I think the other one that we've we've sort of only briefly mentioned, but could be a differential is uh, 
we don't know when Grealish comes back, but if you get on him early, you never know. He could be just a little bit rested and he's um, obviously a great fantasy asset. He would be a differential as well. If you're not travelled up already on Villa and if people are getting rid of him because of his injury at the moment, then potentially he's not going to be very highly owned, especially higher up in the rankings. So yeah, yeah. I think that's a good chance. And then there is Fulham, who have Liverpool away and Man City away at home. So that is awful. We can totally disregard them. Um, yeah, nice. Should we have a look at post uh, game week 29 and see who we might be thinking about for the end of the season run? Um, first up for me as a talking point is Wolves. Uh, defensively, it, look at this. So. Game week 30, it's West Ham at home, which isn't brilliant, but isn't terrible. But then it goes, and imagine a run better than this for your defence. <laughs> I've never seen one. Fulham away, Sheffield United at home, Burnley at home, West Brom away, Brighton at home. That is, oh my God, that is the best defensive run I think I've ever seen over five fixtures. Um, what do you guys think? Are you thinking a mad and um, they've been terrible this season, or are you thinking, you know, sign me up? Oh, I'm on the... <laughs> <laughs> I'm in more the sign me up sort of stakes because what I'm looking to do is do a wild card straight after the blank. Um, and I'm hoping that uh, that will well, that, that will give me a bit of a rank rise and being differential because I mean, no one's got Wolves assets right now. And yet they're starting to find a bit of form. They're always traditionally quite a defensive team. Um, and so just, you know, maybe having a couple of Wolves guys in there at the back who are relatively cheap might be the way to go. It's tricky, isn't it? Like, if you're going to go a couple, which you'd think you'd want with those fixtures, you probably have to go Patricio and goal because they've, they've chopped and changed in the back a lot this season. You know, Saez was the flavour of the month at the start of the season, then he got dropped. Um, even Cody was dropped or, or subbed off for the first time in his Wolves career, I think, at one point. Um, yeah, I mean, who would you go for, Matt? So, yes, Samido seems to be back fit now. So maybe he's a good one uh, because, like, yeah, the fullback slot trying to replace Doherty. Uh, and the other, I mean, the other one is if you go up front a bit more, Neto's a pretty decent player, quite involved in whatever goals they do get. Um, but, yeah, you, you are right. It's difficult picking the guy. I'd probably pick, pick size because he was just, who's quite good at the start of the season. So even if he doesn't say play every game or rotation, he's got a goal threat on him. Yeah. I think maybe if I was going super dullard, I'd go Patricio, Cody and Neto. Just <laughs> get those six pointers in and then hope for Neto to do something. Um, what do you think, Ben? Any Wolves players you'd be after? <sighs> Wolves are not playing well. So I think the good thing is we'll have a better sense of where their form is in, you know, four game weeks, four games time. Um, I do, maybe I, I would cover with one defender, probably size as well, just for the attacking threat. Um, but as of today, they're not playing well. Newcastle should have beat them. Um, so, yeah, I'm not. That's a good thing. That's a good plan, like treating the next few games just to kind of scout them and maybe catch some of their games and see who's looking half decent. Yeah. 
Okay, next up on the fixture list is Arsenal. Um, pretty decent run for them as well. They're going to play Sheffield United, Fulham, Newcastle and West Brom in the first six game weeks. So pretty nice. And like you said, um, Ben Saka, definitely our best player. So he's someone to get. But I mean, would you consider maybe dropping your Man City assets who blank in game week 33 and are actually bottom of the season ticker on Fantasy Football Scout for their fixtures over those? Would you drop those big hitters for Aubameyang? What do you think? No. <laughs> I think yeah. it's one of the, not if you ask me today, that would be ludicrous. Uh, but I think when we get there in a few weeks' time, I wouldn't be surprised if we're talking about Man City rotation for Champions League, the fact that see the title's sewn up. Um, so if we see ever all the attacking players' minutes has constantly been limited, then I think it might be. I'm not saying Aubameyang is necessarily the one you switch to, but I think we might be considering going off triple Man City by that stage. And also, if you're in a position where you're trying to rise the ranks in your mini league or just in the global league, then, like you say, Matt, those might be a nice way to do it because people will stick with those players they've had on season, but they may get dropped, rotated. So, yeah, that's a really good shout. I think, I think at this time, at the moment, with what we know now, Arsenal are the perfect team to load up on budget players with, like Saka, potentially Smith-Rowe, even Odegaard as well, and that kind of thing, as your kind of fifth or fourth midfielders, maybe a defender as well, you know, if Holdings back there and getting more minutes, Tierney would be pretty good. He, Attacking-wise, he looks so good. You know, he's been injured. You'd think he'd take a few games to warm up, but he's coming back. He's already scored. He's looking pretty phenomenal. So he'd be one of my picks. But apart from that, Saka, I would say, yeah. And then we have Leicester. So in the first six game weeks, they'll play West Brom, Palace, Southampton and Newcastle. They're all pretty decent. And maybe it would be time for Vardy in our teams. Who knows? Yeah, the only thing with Leicester is they just have so many injuries right now. Um, so it'll be good to see where they where they are in a couple of game weeks' time. I don't know if Harvey Barnes will be back. I don't know how bad his injury was. Um, I think Pereira is an interesting one because he's playing more further up, further forward. Um, and it's a shame Justin is injured because he, he was such a good price um, to get yeah. into their defense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Pereira <laughs> keeps his spot. He could be interesting as well. And by that time, Pereira might have got up to speed you know because he's had a long injury and he's still finding his feet I'm sure fitness wise and sharpness wise so by then maybe he'd be back to getting assists and goals and stuff like that there's also Castagne who's kind of very similar goal threat on the other side as well right yeah Madison's not out for long as well I don't think I think he might be out this game week but it's not a long term one okay so some to keep our eyes on there and then this is this is pretty nice. If you are considering wildcarding in game week 30, you know, Wolves, pretty cheap. Arsenal, pretty cheap. Leicester, there's some decent options. And then we have Chelsea. I mean, talk about cheap options. They're playing 
West Brom, Palace, Brighton, and Fulham in the first six game weeks and Rudiger at 4.5. Rudiger, yeah. yeah. Got to be in yeah. there, hasn't it? It's so good. That's the first team we've talked about that I'm actually kind of excited to get some fantasy assets in for because <laughs> they're. Um, well, cause just because I just haven't, cause haven't even looked at Chelsea for so long. Um, uh, Rudiger's a great bargain, has been doing really well in Gary's team. Um, I think you might even want to double up on the Chelsea assets. So Aspie's uh, more expensive, but he also thinks better, better at getting bonus points and, and something going forward. Um, and then someone like a Mason Mount maybe as well. I think it's quite a good price. He's the one who seems the most rotation-proof out of Tuchel's side at the moment. So uh, I think he's, he's not a bad one. And then I guess it, it's one way you just follow their fixtures for the next few weeks. People were talking up Timo Werner. Uh, a couple of game weeks ago, but uh, I'm I'm still yet to be convinced that he is anything other than a trap. I think I agree, and him being uh, not starting against Man United says a lot, doesn't it? Like, uh, unless you're Aspilagueta or Rudiger, you're placing that team or Mount, you're placing that team isn't isn't set in stone at all. So. Yeah, and I yeah. think. Andy will probably get Giroud in because um, he always gets Giroud in. <laughs> I've been there. I've brought in Giroud before. <laughs> and we know how that ends. Uh... We do. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there any other teams that you are looking at post Game Week 30 other than those four? Um, or any players you think that we have to keep in our teams um, irrespective of fixtures? Yeah, I, I I was thinking Liverpool. I mean, Arsenal Villa, <coughs> Arsenal Villa Leeds is not easy, but they do play Newcastle in thirty three, and then till the end of the season, then they have Man United, Southampton, West Brom, Burnley, Palace. Um, right now, Liverpool not good, so I think you probably want to hold. You know, with Liverpool, with Liverpool, they're actually top of the season ticker if you look from 30 to 38. So maybe their fixtures, like you say, Ben, just get better the later you go on in the season. Yeah. The question I have is, I think there are three teams where post-30, their fixtures are actually quite a lot, lot worse. And um, so Villa... Um, they have Fulham, they may have Liverpool, Man City, uh, Spurs have Newcastle, Man United, Everton, blank. Um, and then uh, Leeds have Sheffield United, Man City, Liverpool, Man United. So those three teams, I think, you know, a lot, a lot of players um, that most teams will have. Are you going to just get rid of all of them in your wild card or are you going to hang on to a couple of them? What do you think? I'd probably, I'd probably get rid of all of them because like, like you were saying before, I try and get close to a triple up on Leeds, getting Danford and getting Rafinha to add to... Um, <laughs> no, getting Rafinha and Dallas to add to Bamford in my team already. I will, yeah, I'll probably be quite brutal because I do love planning by the fixtures uh, and by your team as well, Ben. So... Unfortunately, not being able to see that on a wild card, I just have to go with the fixtures. Um, I think it's quite an interesting one because you're you're wild carding in game week thirty, and then Southampton, Tottenham, 
Man City and Fulham all blank in game week 33. So maybe that means you you don't bring in Man City players for those first four fixtures, or you just have one because you don't want to be benching all three of them, do you? Because you the team's probably not going to be. You don't want to set out with a that strong a bench to start the season, not to start the World Cup. That's tough. Yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky. Um, I've got some good news for you, Matt. Though. Yeah. Uh, the team ranked fourth in from the fixtures game week thirty to thirty eight is West Ham. So maybe CJ oh. could stay in your team. Do you know what? Have I just season keeper from game week one to game week thirty eight, <laughs> and I'll bench him here and there, maybe seven odd times, something like that. See how You're he does. Those points. Yeah. Um, nice. I actually have two teams which I'm. I've, uh, it's not necessarily based on fixtures, but um, I think might be worth thinking about um, by the time we get there. And it's on the sort of logic that I find uh, teams play, certain teams play better when it's really cold and wet and certain teams play better when it gets drier and hotter. Um, and so the teams that start the season really well, sometimes also the teams that end it well because the, the weather gets similar. And so I think Everton and Brighton assets uh, might be ones that we start looking at again and say, oh, actually, they're, yeah, they're looking quite good. So I don't know if Tarek Lamptey gets back into form again and, or gets back in uh, back fit again, then maybe we'll be talking about him again. And um, was it Hames is back from injury, Calvert-Lewin's back from injury. Uh, Everton could start building just a bit, and if they can play some fancy football again, then maybe we'll be, maybe we're looking at those assets. Matt, why why do those two teams play better when it's warmer? Uh, because they, actually, they, they try and play football. <laughs> yeah. Well, they they try and play passing football, um, and mm. when the pitches aren't boggy and wet and just uh, you know destroyed, uh, then yeah, they they can do that. And also, as it gets hotter, it's uh, it's more difficult to run around a lot. And so those teams that are playing long ball and counter attack can sometimes come unstuck. Something to bear in mind, definitely. And it's a very, it's a, yeah, it's a very blunt rule of thumb. It's not necessarily a yeah, hard and fast rule, but it's the sort of thing where you think, oh, do you know what? That's, that's the sort of football, football fans' wisdom that you might want to think about for, for fantasy. Don't bring in your Burnley players. That's the crucial thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> Leave them out. But yeah, don't pick a Brighton penalty taker, though. Uh, that doesn't seem to work. <laughs> Whatever the season, yeah, that's not a good one. Nice one. Okay. That's pretty much it, then, I think. Is there, if there's anything else you guys want to talk about, then shout. Otherwise, we will sign off. And if you don't follow us already on Twitter, give us a follow at FPLFFanatics. Um, and if you want to join our, our league, the code is in the show notes as well, so you can take us on, even if it's just for the last few game weeks of the season. Um, that would be great. Come and join us for next season as well. Um, yeah, thank you very much for downloading. And it just leaves me to say thank you for your insight, Ben. You're welcome. I hope uh, Matt's bad luck continues. <laughs> um, thank you for your insight, Matt. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that DCL blank tomorrow. And I think for the rest of the season, you have to let everyone know whether you're benching or playing Suchek in each fixture, just so people can adjust their teams accordingly. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> okay.
All right, speak to you next week. Thank you.